0: We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizers. Small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 55 is going to be from... Mark chapter 10, verses 42 through 45. Christians have to be willing servants of God. In Mark chapter 10, verses 42 through 45, the Bible reads But Jesus called them to himself and said to them, You know that those who are considered rulers over the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be so among you. But whoever desires to become great among you shall be your servant. And whoever of you desires to be first shall be a slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life a ransom for many. (coughs) In verse 42, we find that the Gentiles have rulers who lord it over them. They want to make sure that they know who's in charge and who is the boss and who has the authority, and so they exercise it over them. They hold it over them, and they make sure that they know it. But in verse 43, Jesus says, It's not going to be this way with his disciples. Yet it shall not be so among you. But whoever desires to become great among you shall be your servant. Jesus said, Even the Son of Man, talking about himself, did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life of ransom for many. Jesus' purpose in this life, even though he was God, John chapter 1 and verse 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Even though he was God, he did not come to this world to be served. And these Gentile lords, they didn't understand this. They sought after power. They sought after great authority so that they could rule it over people. And this is what everybody saw in the world today, especially with the Romans. The Romans wanted great authority over people. They wanted to be able to say, we're in charge and we're going to control the situation. But Jesus said to his servants, you see, if you want to be great in the kingdom of God, you've got to be a servant. You need to learn how to have an attitude of a servant. In Luke Chapter 17, verses 7 through 10, the Bible says, And which of you, having a servant plowing or tending sheep, will say to him when he has come in from the field, Come at once and sit down to eat? But will he not rather say to him, Prepare something for my supper and gird yourself and serve me till I have eaten and drunk, and afterward you will eat and drink? Does he thank that servant because he did the things that were commanded him? I think not. So likewise you, when you have done all those things which you are commanded, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done what was our duty to do. Even when we become the servant that God wants us to be, and we lead the way that God wants us to lead by getting out into the world and teaching the gospel and showing the world Christ, we're still unprofitable servants. We've only done what was our duty to do. We've been commanded by God to become like his son. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse one, follow after me as I follow after Christ. And yet we know that Paul was a sinner. We know that Paul had sin in his life. He said in one time that he was the chief of sinners, yet he strove to do those things that were pleasing to God. But still, at the end of the day, after he had done everything that he was commanded to do, and we know that Paul did a lot. He wrote 13 books of the New Testament, 14 if you include Hebrews. We don't know who wrote Hebrews, but it's possible. And he went on three missionary journeys, and he worked, and he worked, and he served, and he served, and he served. Yet still, at the end of the day, he was still an unprofitable servant. He had only done what was his duty. And the more that we see ourselves in this light, the more that we see that we are unprofitable servants because of sin in our lives, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, Romans chapter 3 and verse 23. And the wages of that sin is death, Romans chapter 6 and verse 23. We understand that we have to work. We have to be a willing servant of God. Christians have to be willing servants of God just as Christ was. Christ left heaven not to become down here and be a conquering king, but to be a servant and to give his life a ransom for many. In John chapter 13, we have an example of this. Jesus took a towel, girded his waist with it, and washed his disciples' feet. You see, he came into a room where the disciples' feet were still dirty. And at that time, they went and walked everywhere that they went and with open-faced sandals, and so their feet would become dirty. The dust would get all over their feet, and they had need of someone to wash their feet. And so a servant would wash their feet. And this was common custom. And Jesus walked in, and he noticed that their feet still were dirty. And so he girded himself with a towel, and he washed their feet. This shows That he did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life a ransom for many. In John chapter 13, verses 13 through 17, the Bible says, You call me teacher and Lord, and you say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he who is sent greater than he who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. And so Jesus said, after he had washed their feet and given them an example, that you should go and do this as well. You should follow after my example. Now, today, we have closed Shoes. We drive in cars instead of walking everywhere we go. And so we don't have a great need of someone to wash our feet today. But we should be a people that when we see something that needs to be done, we're not looking to somebody else to do it. We come in and we serve. We're a minister and we take care of each other and we symbolically wash one another's feet now, there are so many other things that we could look at today. What about the widow lady that needs her, her lawn mowed? And we drive by it and we see that she needs her lawn mowed and we just keep on driving. Wouldn't this concept here of what Jesus did apply to that as well? Especially widows within the church, we see something that needs to be done and we need to be a servant. Christians have to be, a will, have to be willing servants of God. In Acts chapter 20, verses 34 and 35, the Bible says, Yes, you yourselves know that these hands have provided for my necessities and for those who were with me. I have shown you in every way by laboring like this that you must support the weak. And remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. (coughs) We see Paul talking here. And in verse 34, he says, Yes, you yourselves know that these hands have provided for my necessities. And for those who are with me, we know that Paul was a tent maker. I have shown you in every way by laboring like this that you must support the weak. And so by being a tent maker and taking care of himself and providing for his needs and for the needs of everybody that was around him, going with him, He also provided for the needs of the people that couldn't take care of themselves. He served them by going out and taking care of himself and providing for his needs. He also provided for those that were with him. But there was somebody else that he was providing for as well. He was providing for the weak and helping the weak. So Paul understood what it meant to be a servant. And he understood what it meant to be like his master. In Galatians chapter 5, verses 13 and 14, the Bible says, For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Why did Paul take care of those that were going with him on the missionary journey? Why did he take care of those that were weak that couldn't necessarily take care of themselves. He supported himself. He worked so that he could go out into the world and spread the word of God to the world. But he also helped those that were poor and needy. Why did he do this? Well, Galatians chapter 5, Paul talking to the church at Galatia, tells us why he did that. Reading again, verses 13 and 14 of chapter 5, it says, For you, brethren, have been called to liberty... Only do not use your liberty as an opportunity for the flesh. We're free to work and to do things, and we're free to take care of ourselves. But he says, don't use that liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love, serve one another. As you have your freedom, use it to help one another because you love them. And then in verse 14, it says, for all the law is fulfilled in one word, even this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And so when we see our neighbor struggling to pay the bills, when we see our neighbor struggling to take care of their families, and we just turn and look the other way and think, well, all this abundance that I have, that I've worked for, I deserve to keep it. I'm not going to help them. What this is saying is that we do not love them. And in Mark chapter 10, verses 42 through 45 we see that Jesus says, we need to become a servant. We need to serve because that was the purpose of Christ. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life a ransom for many. And many times we see that the people that have money, the people that are rich, they hire servants to serve them and to take care of them. And they expect to be taken care of. Instead, we should have the attitude of helping the poor, helping the people that have need of serving one another through love and taking the money that we have, that God has blessed us with, and helping people with it. That doesn't mean that we don't need to take care of ourselves and take care of our families, but most of the time, we have an abundance. We're given a surplus, what do we do with that surplus? Do we just buy big and fancy toys with it? Or do we help people with that surplus? In Galatians chapter 5 and verse 14, for all the laws fulfilled in one word, even this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. In Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, the Bible says, therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy fulfill my joy being like-minded having the same love being of one accord of one mind let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than himself let each of you look out not only for his own interest but also for the interest of others and so as we go to work and we Are paid wages for going to work, and we make good wages and we take care of our families. But we're not only to look out for ourselves with this, we are to look out for the interest of others as well others that aren't doing as well, others that might need a little bit of help in order to make it through their week or from payday to payday. And yes, I know we go out and we work hard for these things. But what good is it if we just walk by on the other side of the road, when we see the person that's been beaten on the side of the road, and we don't stop to help as a good Samaritan did. He stopped. He put him on his donkey. He took him to town. He paid for it. And he told the guy at the end, if you need anything more, I'll pay you more when I come back through. And Jesus asked the question at the end of this, who was his neighbor? Was it the Levite or the priest? Or was it the hated Samaritan who actually took care of him? This is what Galatians is talking about. This is what Mark chapter 10 is talking about. John chapter 13 and the servant mind. This is also what Philippians chapter 2 and verse 4 let each of you look out not only for his own interest but also for the interest of others in hebrews chapter 6 verses 9 through 12 the bible says but beloved we are confident of better things concerning you yes things that accompany salvation though we speak in this manner for god is not unjust to forgive you Forgive your work and labor of love, forget, I'm sorry, for God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love, which you have shown toward his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to fulfill full assurance of hope until the end, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promise." Notice what these verses are saying. I'm going to read them one more time for emphasis here. But beloved, we are confident of better things concerning you. Yes, things that accompany salvation. So the things that he's going to talk about are a part of salvation. They accompany salvation that we speak in this manner. For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love. And what is that work and labor of love, which he's talking about here, which you have shown toward his name in that you have ministered to the saints. Ministered is the same thing as being a servant. You've ministered to them or you've been a servant to the saints and do minister. They were taking care of people. They loved people. And they didn't want to see people that were hurting, and they could do something about it. Christians have to be willing servants of God. Just as Jesus wrapped a towel around his waist and served his followers by washing their feet, we need to take that example and serve others. We need to take that example and understand that when we have a surplus of money, that we use it to help others and to take care of others not just for our own needs, but for the needs of others. How are we using our money today? How are we using our time? How are we using the things that God has blessed us with? Are we using them just simply to make ourselves happy? Are we helping others as we ought to be? Christians have to be willing servants of God. So as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. So as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, Small Devotional Tidbits to Stimulate the Spiritual Appetite. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.